Hello, podcast people. It's the spring of 2023, and you have found yourself tuned into the Rocker Dog Podcast, which is the only show that talks to musicians about their dogs and the wonderful impact these creatures bring upon us. I'm your host, Tim Dill, speaking to you with my sleeping dog, Charlie, a few feet away. And today we visit with singer-songwriter Butch Parnell, whose latest single, I Want to Run to You, is out now. And his next single, the much-anticipated Can't Fight Love, will be out June 2nd. And these are his multi-named rocker dogs. The current rocker dog, I guess it would be our newest family member, uh, who is Homer. Okay. Homer came from um, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. He's a senior dachshund. Uh, and when he got to us, they, I don't for some reason I was getting, uh, I follow a bunch of rescues. And so October, November, it felt like every dachshund rescue was just inundated with like 30. Right. They, they needed homes like, like quickly. And were they, were they finding, were they, was it one of these instances where, they busted a puppy mill and like, you know, rescued. I, I, they were 50. all coming from different rescues and I did, they were, they weren't all kind of located in the same spot, but I, I kind of, I'm, I'm that has to be, I just, I couldn't figure out how there would have been like 50 dachshunds in a, in, in, in such a short period of time. But right. Homer was one of those. And my wife and I have like fostered dogs forever. And we had, we have another smaller dachshund named Lucy, who she kind of is the boss of everything. Um, so she's going to be very upset that I've uh, named Homer the rocker dog of the, of the, of the show. <laughs> um, and so we, we didn't know how she, she because she came from a, a hoarding situation and had some issues with other dogs. It had, we've been with her for a couple of years and it took her a little bit of time to open up. And we were starting to see if she would work well with other dogs. And then that's where we we're trying um with a foster situation with Homer to make sure that he, that they would get along. Um, and he warmed up like it's, it's there. It's kind of amazing how resilient dogs are. And that right. way of like, he's probably been through a pretty heavy ordeal at least in the past week. Like even in transport from wherever you were the first evening he's home, he's like, like cuddling on the couch and like he's at ease. And it was, the transition was pretty quickly there, but it, he didn't really kind of come out of his shell until about like a week or so ago. We started to notice he was like, seemed more, seemed happier. He's wagging his tail a lot more kind of coming and going on his own. He doesn't need to be around us the entire amount of time. And that would literally kind of coincide with the rescue. They have a program for like senior dogs that they know aren't going to be able to be adopted out. So he's kind of, he's going to stay with us while the rescue kind of helps fund any of his like medical needs because he does have seizures and he is an older dog and he has terrible teeth as most dachshunds do. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of how he landed here. And he's like, he's a great little guy. That's good to know. I think for people, I hope people understand fostering, you know, can mean a lot of things. There's a Absolutely. lot of flexibility, sure. uh, cost wise. A lot of times you're not on the hook for the costs. Yeah. You know, that's why these, these rescues are constantly raising money to help, you know, pay for medical expenses and this and yeah. that. So, um, cause fostering is a great, you know, a great way to ease the burden on, you know, a lot of these shelters and rescues. Yeah. The, the lady that was running, I'm just part of a larger team, but like the, the, the rescue is kind of running out of her house. And like, when we went in the intake 
was being done in like her living room and it was like they had volunteers but it's like there's like 30 dogs in her apartment which for a short amount of time anyone can be like this is amazing there are 30 dogs here we can go play with them but it's like i'm sure it's just relentless and so just just having the foster program of like kind of vetting people making sure that they're like like not they're going to be good for the animals and stuff like that so yeah it's we started doing it and it's it's good for them and then we immediately get attached to them and then it it just seems like the minute we were about to like you know what we maybe we should adopt this dog and then like someone comes through and adopts them we're like you know what the dog's gonna be better because it's in a uh has a, a bigger yard or just you know i don't have to travel as much so it's like uh it's always tough to let them go but uh I, I, we're all like, I remember every one of them that we fostered. They're just wonderful to do. Well, I have, it's funny. I have some names of fosters. I'll, I'll, I'll probably take you through a couple of them later just to say, who is this guy? What was the circumstances? Um, mm -hmm. But before I forget, how was Lucille? So was she receptive to Homer? Um, at first, you know, they're pretty good. Like Lucille, she came from um, a neglect situation. We were, we were, during the pandemic, we lived in Nashville. I was working there. And as a result of like a, a warrant was issued to someone and they had went into the house and they had all these dogs and that she was like very, I think she weighed like six pounds at the time. Like she was oh about God. half her body weight. And so we were concerned that she had like ag aggression issues with food and like territories who were like slowly introducing her to other dogs. And on the street, she's not great. But my wife's mom has two Pomeranians that she just adores. And so we're like, okay, so it's not all dogs. So probably introducing her, um, it might work. And so that's kind of how we're coming with Homer. And at first, there wasn't really any any issues. Like we brought them outside to make sure that they met each other beforehand and like slowly introduced them. And like at first, allow them to be in the same room together while we were there and if we weren't there we just put up a little gate in between them so they could see each other and be in each other's presence without fear of either one mm -hmm. you know, stealing each other's food or stuff like that we're still pretty aware of them when we feed them to make sure that like there's no still because homer has a little bit of food aggression so does lucy so it's just they're slowly warming up to each other to the point like when I left uh, my office is just in the front of our apartment and they were asleep together on the couch. And so like, it wasn't that day one, they were aware yeah. of each other, but now to the point of like, you know, we have these little like dog cams that we watch them to make sure everything's okay in the apartment. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're like usually on the couch together, just like snuggled up watching television. So it's, you know, yeah. How old do you suspect Homer is? Did they have any idea? I guess he's around 10. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and that probably checks about right. Like he, he was a little overfed when we came to, he probably came from what they're su suspecting is he kind of came from like an, an older owner uh, who may have passed away. And that's how he ended up back in the shelter system, mm -hmm. but very, very friendly and, really wants to be on you all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's probably 10. So okay. They, they kind of guessed with Lucy that she was five, but she has such, and still does, has such puppy energy. Like she probably was two when we got right. her. Yeah. Okay. And the breed itself, it seems looking through Instagram, you are kind of a, 
uh, a dachshund guy. Uh, yeah. what, where does that come from? Well, um, it actually came from my ex-girlfriend and I. She never had a dog in her entire life and always wanted one. Her dad was like, no, you can't have a dog. You're, you can't have a dog. And so we were going to move in together and we we're and she was going to get a dog. And I was like, I don't know. There's too many things happening at once. Let's do one step to the next step. And she's no, no, no. I, I've got the job that can pay for this. We have the apartment that says we're fine with They're you allowed. having. Yeah. And so she was on the rescues every day. She would send me something. Let me see. And so, uh, and so she found Winston. He was the, I never, I, I liked dachshunds, but I, I never was like, that's the dachshund is my breed. And that's how it's going to be. I always grew up coming from North Carolina in a more rural situation, we had more room. And so we had bigger dogs. Yeah. Moving to New York, the apartments got smaller and so did the dogs. And it's just that size dog seemed perfect. And like immediately warmed up to, to Winston. Like I like it was just such, such a small frame with such a big personality. Um, so, so Winston was kind of the impetus he kind of like issued in the dog, the, the dachshund craziness. Okay. And your girlfriend at the time, was she, she was just browsing, right? I mean, she probably assumed she wanted a small dog to sure. your point. She had no so, idea. She know. had, she'd never had a dog. No so clue. It was, it was happenstance that it was yep. Dotson. And, you know, yeah. once you got it, you were like, I like this. I like yeah. this breed. Yeah. And, and so we, we were only together another three months after we got Winston but from there, we split custody. So I moved, I don't know, maybe a 10-minute walk away. And so for the next, man, almost 10 years, we just we shared joint custody. And it, it became wonderful because if you ever had to go away, you knew someone that you could leave your dog with that was going to love it and take care of it as much as you would. Yeah. Knows the dog. And so, it you know, and a, a lot of ways it kept our um relationship open so you know a lot of times it's like the relationship ends if something didn't go well you just cut it off and you move on well it kind of forced us to continue a conversation for the good of the child um <laughs> and and yeah like even when we we moved to nashville like two, two days before the pandemic decided to like shut everything down like and it was just like we, we have to tell everyone we had already planned this. We were doing this, you know, we we're going there for, to try something new. And we were splitting custody every three months at that point. So I would drive back to New York, pick up Winston, drive back to Nashville and then kind of wow. go back and forth. Yeah. How long a trip is that? It's about 14 hours. I was, I was going to say that. I, I'm yeah, pretty sure I that's over 10. <laughs> I don't drive. I, I, I'm a very much grandmother style driver as it is. Um, I like to take a lot of breaks and, and, you know, if in, anything interesting on the side of the road, I will stop for it. But, but yeah, we did that. Unfortunately, Winston, Winston passed away uh, almost two years ago and we were up into, we were still coming back and forth for like almost two, two years that we had been in Nashville uh, 18 months or so. Okay. Wow. That's great. I mean, that's great that you guys, you stuck with it, even with the distance. Yeah. I was very curious. I did see Winston pop up. Again, I yeah. get information from Instagram. It's all pictures and just you try to construct a timeline, but it's like Winston's there and then he's there no more. And I think yeah. there is one I think there is one post where it must be your girlfriend had responded to something that made me assume that, oh, this might be yeah. a girlfriend slash friend's dog. Yeah. So 
Okay. Yeah. It's it's all coming it's all coming together for me now. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh there's Stanley. Now who yeah. is Stanley feels to me like he might be the 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 king of your memory. I'm assuming yeah, uh, he's as he passed. He is. Winston is Stanley and it's a oh, no. <laughs> The thing I have is every one of our dogs has about 30 names. Okay. And it's like reading a Russian lit novel. So if you're if you're not jotting them all down and figuring out who is who, these four names are just this one character. So Winston was the name the rescue gave him. And everyone okay. referred to him as Winston. And then he got the nickname Worm because, you know, he's just a little like, you know, it's little tiny little bodies squirming around. And then my ex-girlfriend was texting me um, about, oh, he also grew the name Potato, which I think all dogs kind of get that the nickname Potato. Uh, that Winston needed a bath and he was being a stinky potato. Right. And autocorrect changed it to Stanley Potato. <laughs> and so from then on, he got nicknamed Stanley Potato, which is his comic book character, who he is a crime fighter, um, kind of a very much a de- like private eye detective, does every case for $20 cash, only, cash only. Okay. Um, and so that that's kind of where Stanley kind of created his uh, alter ego and, and his side hustle. Okay. It makes perfect sense now. And I, I wish I could, you know, the listeners out there are probably going to be very confused, but you know, I went to your site, you know, your Instagram poured through it, looked at all the dog pictures and all the captions. And at one point I was thinking, are they the same dog? And I think I was going to actually go compare the faces, yeah, but I yeah. never got around to it. So I was like, maybe it's the same dog. Yeah. So, okay. Makes perfect sense. And he must've lived to about 12 or 13 years when we first got him, the rescue estimated he was between three and eight. And I was like, wow, what a window. And okay. if he were three, then he would have been like 15, something like that, 15. Yeah. So yeah, it could have been 15 to 17. He was he was up there like he had no teeth. Um, his tongue completely hang, was hanging out the entire time. But oddly enough, like very very active and very spry up into the absolute last minute. And it was one of those things where he had had an issue with his back legs three months prior, and he was in recovery from that and doing well. And we were about to come back to New York to pick him up. And it was just kind of a relapse and they went into the vet. And then that's when they found out that he basically had just been like eaten up with cancer inside. And then, um, so it went, it, it was, it, the most difficult thing was like having to pull the decision of in the middle of COVID in a different state, your ex-girlfriend and her partner are in an, an ER and they're saying, we're going to have, like, we have to make a decision right now what to do. And so it's like over zoom, you know, yeah. I don't recommend it, but I, I am, I am thankful that it was very quick and it wasn't deteriorating to him. Um, right. So, yeah. Well, I'm sorry for your loss after I feel like I've been getting to know him through the photos and he does yeah. have his own, his own feed, yeah. his own page. Yeah. Um, he seemed to be a very funny dog. Uh, very, yeah. yeah. I, I want to eventually one day partner with, so I, I have zero artistic talent when it comes to uh, drawing. I mean, it's, I, I was probably much better in second grade. 
but I want to partner with someone who's who's who knows the world of comic books and kind of create a Stanley Potato comic book series okay. of a dog that solves like mysteries that aren't really crimes at all. It's just like <laughs> just you know who moved my bowl kind of deal, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. And was he not a fan of baths? Is that one of the posts not I saw that no, he was no. okay? Yeah. But needed them often. Yeah, quite often. Yeah. Yeah, he's being a long hair. He would just pick up everything. It's just like he's basically a, a Swiffer. He's walking through the alley. He just everything's right. sticking to him. So. I didn't think of that. It's curious. I didn't know much about the breed. I mean, since doing this show and seeing the different breeds, I never really realized how much exposure I had to so many different breeds. But that's one breed I wasn't I can't really think back to a friend or a relative having and just looking it up. I was surprised to hear like you know, the meaning of the name is badger dog because they were yeah. used to ferret badgers out of their holes. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of explains their their shape. Yeah. Um, and they were one of the first six breeds recognized by the American Kennel Club. Which oh, just seems that, amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. back to fostering, how did you guys first get involved in, in that? Because like I said, I know there's, I'm going to throw out a couple of names at you to get, get some stories if there's any behind them. But what, sure. what was the impetus to the beginnings of that? Um, my wife and I, she, she had a dog when we got together and, and met. And she was in a very similar situation where she was splitting custody with her dog, with her ex. Well, about the same amount of time frame. I think they lived about the same distance apart too, maybe even a little closer. But they had a lab and dachshund mix so that dog yeah what just think like? of like an 80 <laughs> like pound <laughs> long sausage on legs like that i mean just terrible for the back and the whole thing but the cutest dog ever and just you couldn't walk down the street without someone stopping you to be like what the heck is this kind of deal. Yeah. so a lot of the times it would line up that we'd have neither of the dogs they're off two weeks with this person or two weeks with that person. And so we decided, we're like, well, maybe we should kind of in the, in the off time, see about fostering other dogs and then see, and then introduce our dogs to other dogs, because eventually we'd definitely like to have a dog that is, that doesn't have to go on vacation to the other parents' house at any of the times. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where it would start was to be like, all right, we'll get, we'll foster this dog and see how they, they work with this dog. And eventually the, the lab dachshund, uh, moved to LA uh, and his backstory, he, he owns a saxophone emporium and Christmas lights. So every dog has a just insane story. So that's the whole reason he moved to LA was to open up a Christmas lights warehouse. Wow. And, and so now we only have Winston. And so we only have Winston for two weeks. And so every, every two weeks or so. And then, so we were introducing, We'll bring in a small dog. And this dog, like Winston loved every dog. Like it didn't matter. Like he would get along with every one of them. So we bring this dog in and be like, oh, and it would they wouldn't, I don't, we never fostered one single dachshund. It's just like whatever they needed. And so that that would start. And we'd be like, oh, maybe we should adopt this dog. And then as I was saying before, they would get adopted and they go away. And you know, we still follow them on Instagram and they're like living the best lives ever, <laughs> which is great. But that, that's kind of where it started. It's like we had a hole in our calendar for two weeks for dogs. And then we just wanted to see how it would be. And it it it's always been wonderful. So. Now, I immediately go to, since you just explained that arrangement with your wife, it was the same arrangement that you had with your ex-girlfriend. Mm -hmm. 
Did everyone always get along? Surprisingly, did you get along yeah. with her ex? I and did. She get along with your ex? Yeah, yeah. It um, it's kind of unheard of to be quite honest. Like um, when they the the dog moved to L.A., they um, they came back to the East Coast and got married, and we went to their wedding. The dog uh, unfortunately passed away about probably about a year before Winston did because of like old age and like back issues and it being that kind of a, but everyone did, they got along and my ex moved to Chicago and she and her partner just recently, probably maybe two years ago, a year ago, a year ago, they, they um, fostered another dog that they kept a a dachshund mix um, named Jasper. um, Excellent pup. But yeah, it's everyone is, gotten along we you know we I, w- once they got their new dog we sent them a, a, a welcome package of like you know welcome the new dog to the family and all that kind of stuff so that's great and the custody arrangement was always was it 50 50 or was it always like a primary caretaker it, and it was always 50 50 and it was interesting and it, i think it only worked out this way because when we first got winston she had never had a dog before so had zero experience and needed someone because she worked in the city and I worked from home. She needed someone to, to take the dog in and out and, Mm. and look kind of like while we were. And so I kind of like almost sweat equity my way into like a 50, 50 share. And it really, it stayed that way, you know, however, 10 years or so until we decided we were moving to Nashville. And that was the only time that there was any negotiation because it was going to be, all right, Winston can be with you for one month uh, every six months in Nashville. And I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. How can we? <laughs> and and it, it, even at that, I was like, this could go, look, we could have 10 years of great communication and negotiating because we live across the borough from each other right now. Yeah. But it did. We got to the point of like, how about every three months? It's 50-50 and we'll start there. And if I think a lot of it was let's try this. And if it doesn't work for either, we'll, we'll come up with something. And I think part of the, the ability to do that was I was willing to do transport. Mm-hmm. So it was the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. And what about in your wife's case, her ex moved across the country. So yeah. you can't really have that. Yeah. You know, that same arrangement. So yeah. same type of thing. You guys kind of had to negotiate who was going to. That one, I left it. that to their negotiation. That was okay. a, a contract they had drawn up before we had gotten together. By the time we like they were doing the 50 50. And then I, I think it was a, a little semantic of like when they first got it, they referred to it as his dog. Right. And I think that's where it stayed. And so they they they. If they would have lived any closer, I bet we would have figured out a negotiation of uh, a little bit of back and forth. But as it was, yeah. you know, Cal, he's not great in the car and even worse on an airplane. So <laughs> it's just comical to think if it came to a court case where it's like, all right, let the dog decide. And you have two people <laughs> sure, egging yeah. the dog on to come to them. Yeah, that would be funny. I'd watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> So before we wrap it up, I just, yeah, I, I, I teased throwing some of the dogs out at you. Let's just go, uh, go through a couple if they have any stories. There's one I couldn't find a name, but he was called the big dog in your post. 
Okay, the big dog is the is the lab dachshund mix that moved to LA. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Good to put yeah. a face to the to the yeah. experience. Uh, Jacko. Jacko is our roommate Tony's dog from a few years back. Our, our roommate from a few years back, his dog, who was just a wonderful, wonderful dog. And he and Winston were like. They were best friends. They were great at couch sleeping together, like just <laughs> the entire time. That's great. Yeah. Um, medium, which I think is kind of recent, isn't it? Medium is Jacko. Okay. Right. We're back to our Russian lit thing. Okay. Yeah. So there's, I've got 10 names and it's going to boil down to like three dogs total. Yeah. So yeah. the last one was, and this was just a hashtag, but Emo Ezra. Okay. Emo Ezra is the lab dog. So. Uh, okay, he's the, the LA. LA. Okay. Yeah. So in in okay. all there, let's see, of the dogs that have been in New York that probably made um, the Instagram reel were Emo Ezra, who is Big Dog, who is Ezra, who owns the saxophone solo and Christmas lights thing. Medium, who is Jacko from Houston, Texas. And then there's Winston, Stanley, Worm, Stanley K. Potato, attorney at law, you know, <laughs> dog detective, dog detective. And then Homer, who is he's just receptive to everything. Uh, I don't he, he needs more names. Uh, <laughs> and then Lucy is Lucille Bluth, the third Lucy snooze, because that's all she ever does is take naps. So it's like, 50, yeah, it really is like it's 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 hard to, to keep track of. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. Let's wind down the show with the Zoomies. The Zoomies are the last five quick questions. And I guess we will talk about Lucille and Homer since those are the two. I'm sorry. Is that right? Yeah. Lucille and Homer yeah. are the two yeah. that are still with you. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So question number one, do you kiss either of them on the mouth? On the mouth? No. OK. On the snout? They might get it on the head, top of the head. Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. playing it safe. Yeah, Homer. Homer's mouth is not until he's had some work done. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Question two: Have either of them licked anyone? I I say licked anyone famous, but given your line of work, a fellow musician, a well-known musician, uh, an opening act, what whatever it may be. Mm, no, just my wife. Just the most okay. famous person. Yeah, that's. Okay. Um, yeah, they're they're very much homebodies, and um, we don't really have a lot. We don't. We're not the entertaining people indoors to our home. We like to go out, okay. and so only our really our closest friends come to our apartment. So if any of those one day become super famous, then they, they will have <laughs> done so in advance. Yeah. Okay, we'll circle back on that one. Uh, I know Stanley was a big Cubs fan. I don't know if that's you know, gone down to Lucille and Homer, but this number three, question number three is what would Lucille and Homer's walk up to the plate music be? Ooh, man, Lucille's, she would want just sound bites from Arrested Development to be played um, of Lucille three. Um, okay. And Homer, Homer strikes me as uh, the kind of guy he's going to want some kind of some, some Cuban dance music. He really wants to like, he's going to strike out, he wants but he to wants shimmy to shimmy up to the plate. <laughs> he's going to shimmy up to the plate, take as long as he can. And then he'll keep that music going as he walks away. Okay. Question four is, do you have a dog voice? 
do you speak to your dogs in a dog voice or do you give the dogs oh the voice as if it's theirs the dogs definitely have the voice as if it's theirs yeah and and what kind of voice if you, if you can't share it i don't mean to humiliate anybody but if I'm, you can't share it can you describe it it is a almost sinister comedic kind of thing <laughs> they're like um think of it they're basically boris and natasha okay that's, hey, that's, that's a good yeah <laughs> It's a good way to uh, separate the two. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least, is there a dog organization of any kind? It could be a rescue. It could be your dog walker, your dog groomer. Um, anybody you want to give a shout out to for just doing right by our dogs? Yeah. Um, there's a rescue called Strong Paws. And I think they're currently being based in Greensboro, North Carolina. They were okay. originally in if I'm not mistaken, on, on Long Island and then in Brooklyn or Queens at some point. Um, the lady that started that organization has since moved to uh, Greensboro. So I think they have kind of multiple uh, locations going. Okay. And I, I would say they're excellent because they're definitely rescuing a lot of dogs that a lot of pit bulls and larger dogs that are a lot of times branded incorrectly and mislabeled and um yep. we hear that all the time and it's our we have a lot of friends who have pit bulls that are and they are this uh 10 times sweeter than these two little <laughs> dachshunds in the other room that will bite your face off if you just like give them the chance <laughs> all right well on to better better and brighter things uh what does the spring and summer bring you uh career rise what do you have to look forward to I am in the in the course of releasing a series of songs, some of which are going to be brought together into an album. Um, this spring, uh, I will be releasing a bunch of songs, but one in particular that I'm very, very excited about. And it's kind of my, I like to think of it as my Bohemian Rhapsody, Mr. Holland's Opus 2, or anything. And it, it, it's, it's, I have a history of writing very heartfelt, I would say, and like honest songs. And I've always wanted to write this song about like about being a dreamer and allowing yourself to follow your own path. And it this one song, I think I finally it, it's one of these songs that like if this was the last song I ever wrote and I had to stop, I would be very happy leaving on this note. Okay. Uh, I will definitely write some terrible songs on the backside of it. So there's no <laughs> point in that, but um, so I'm excited about that. In addition to some getting back out into warmer weather and, and playing some shows. Excellent. Well, Butch, thank you for taking the time and filling, filling me in on what I thought was a dozen dogs, which is really four, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad we got to talk and straighten it out. And I love the, I love the theme of this particular episode, which is kind of the divorce I know it was these weren't divorces, but these breakups and the custody yeah. battles between uh, I didn't see that coming. And that was a pleasant surprise. So it, thanks for I, sharing. I mean, it, and the thing is, like, it's not always a bad thing. Like it, it actually, I think in a lot of ways, having the dogs saved some friendships as well. Yeah. And and created the dogs probably loved it. It's probably like getting two Christmases. So they, they, look, <laughs> they you know, they get spoiled at both places. Yeah. Well, I think if you're a true dog person, you completely understand. Yeah, I think ultimately we were trying the back and forth especially with the long distance and it really was going to come down to because winston was an older dog whatever's best for him if we feel like the travel is too much 
then we would have definitely been like, I would have conceded and been like, all right, you, you may take Winston from here on. So yeah. glad it didn't all right. that. Well, best of luck come summer and fall and the rest of the year and beyond. And uh, pleasure to get to see you. And hopefully I'll be able to see you live sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. My pleasure. All right. Many thanks to singer-songwriter Butch Parnell, whose latest single, I Want to Run to You, is out now with another single, Can't Fight Love, coming out next month. So follow him on Instagram to keep tabs on his music and comings and goings. The dog organization Butch highlighted is Strong Paws Rescue, whose mission is to rescue, rehabilitate, and find loving homes for dogs in need locally and beyond. They aim to reduce animal overpopulation in southern shelters and to prevent owner surrenders by connecting their community to needed resources. To adopt, foster, donate, or volunteer, go to strongpawsrescue.org to learn more. Thank you for listening to our little podcast that could. We'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Instagram at Podcast and say hello. And check out the pictures and video clips of our guests and their dogs. Be sure to hit subscribe on the podcast so you never miss a minute of an episode like the one we have coming up next week with an artist whose last few collaborations were with John Legend, Miley Cyrus, and Brandy Carlisle. So you know he's no slouch. Okay, we've said all there is to say. Until next week, take care, everybody.